Welcome to the Mind Bay Podcast. I'm your host, Evie, and on this podcast, we talk everything mindset and manifestation so you can create a life you love. So if you're an open-minded spiritual babe who is interested in joyfully manifesting the life of your dreams while discovering and honoring your true self, this podcast is for you. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the My Babe podcast. In today's episode, this is going to be an interesting one because I want to talk to you about motherhood and how children can actually be our spiritual teachers. Now before we dive in, just a disclaimer, just like every time when I talk about things, I am not a parenting expert and everything I will cover is based on my own experiences and my own point of view. I share everything with the intention that my insights and my experiences might be of value to you in order for you to gain another perspective and in order for you to expand your vision. So when I decided I wanted to become a mom after I married my husband back in 2016, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I always had this vision like most people when they think of having children, seeing myself having this little cute baby taking care of her, all the snuggles, and then as they grow up, all these happy moments filled with laughter and love and creating like a little mini-me. And although I had all of those moments so far, ever since I gave birth to my daughter, who is now five years old, I had no idea how much I would get triggered by my old childhood wounds. And I definitely didn't think that my daughter would be one of my biggest spiritual teachers in life. And when I say teacher, I don't mean it in the way that she sat me down and talked to me about parenting or how to live life. No, she taught me so many things that as an adult, I had just forgotten about. And I learned a lot from her in the beginning when I just started to observe her. When she was a baby, I could just watch her sleep for hours on end. And then as she grew older and started playing with toys, it was so funny how she would just look at a certain toy, observe it, and then just when she was sitting in her high chair, hysterically laugh about just dropping the toy on the floor. And then as an adult, you're thinking like, what is so funny about a toy dropping on the floor? And then after they dropped it on the floor, you pick it up, you give it to to your child, and then they look at it, drop it again for you to pick it up. And then it's like, you're thinking, okay, that's it now. I'm not picking this thing up again for you to just throw it back on the floor. But kids, they just keep going over half an hour, just experimenting what's happening. And when they try certain things out, they don't easily get tired of it. Like they're so fascinated with life and with the things around them. And Young children are just so fascinating because they have this natural ability to be fully present in the moment and to experience the world around them with curiosity and wonder. When I see my daughter playing outside in our backyard, I often see her sitting down in a squat looking at like a ladybug crawling around or a worm that is just making its way through the lawn. And she would be sitting there just watching, observing, There's nothing else that matters in that moment. And she's just watching that ladybug. And it's so beautiful just how she's so focused on that little thing. 
And when I see her do that, it often reminds me that it's okay to slow down, just to pay attention and appreciate the beauty of life. We're often so caught up in our to-do lists because we need to be productive and get everything done that needs to be done. And we rather burn ourselves out and just take a moment to be present and to just slow down and observe what's going on around us. Because when you're in stress mode, it's often because you're not in the present moment. You're worrying about something that needs to be done in the future or an event that happened in the past. But when you're in the moment, observing all the things around you, your attention is just on your environment. And so in that moment, the worries kind of melt away because they aren't there. Because you're not focusing in on them. They're just thoughts that you have in the background. And so this is a technique that I would often use when I catch myself being drowned in my own thoughts, negative thoughts, like worries that I have or things that I need to do and that I get like overwhelmed. And the thing that I then do is just look around me and name all the objects that I see in a moment. Just like little kids, they do this too. Like, look, mommy, look at this. Look at that. Look at look at all the things that they are seeing. And you're like, yeah, 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 I saw it. But kids are like really living in the moment. And us as adults, when we go into a grocery store, we just think like, okay, what are the things that I need to bring home? Let me go and get this and that and that. But kids, no, they're just like soaking the whole experience in of going to the grocery store. Of course, watching all the toys, that's super exciting for them. Like They have such a joy for life that we as adults, we often just lose it and we don't think about that. And we don't observe our kids enough to realize they have this purity inside of them that they don't look at anything outside of them to be happy. They're just already happy and just soaking up every moment of their life because they have no conception of time. They don't know what time is. In the morning when you need to wake up your kids, they wake up, they have they, they know kind of at a certain age that they're going to go to school that day. But they have no conception of time. My daughter is five years old and she has no conception of time. And so she just lives life in the moment and she's happy. And so to get into that moment, to go back to my technique that I would often use when I catch myself being drowned in my own thoughts, is just sitting at my desk and I ask myself, what do I see right now? And then I answer a computer, a mouse, I don't say it out loud but I just think it and just observe everything that I'm seeing so then I would say I see a computer I see a mouse I see a pen I see a post-it note a notepad a candle and so on and I notice when I do this I feel so much more relaxed grounded and just centered and kids notice they do this naturally and it often stresses us out as a parent like in the morning when kids need to get ready they slow down and they're just consciously living in the moment while well, we need to get going to get to be in time for school. But it's a good reminder to also take it slow sometimes. And I'm not saying like they shouldn't know anything about time. Like you don't have to get in time everywhere. You still need to, yeah, you still have commitments. But it's just in like taking little moments during the day to just be really conscious of the present moment. And kids, they just have this natural joy. And I have to say, my favorite moment of the day is when my daughter wakes up in the morning. She often still sleeps with me in bed because she's quite attached to me when 
when it comes to sleeping together. And she has never really been a fan of sleeping in her own bed. I remember the amount of times I tried training to sleep her in her own bed. And it was just a disaster. I just couldn't do it. But anyway, when I wake her, wake her up in the morning, she just wakes up with a smile. Unless she didn't get too much sleep because she didn't want to go to bed at night. But most of the time, she wakes up in the morning with a big smile, excited for the day of either playing with her friends or having a breakfast together or whatever gets her excited. She wakes up with this energy of today is going to be a great day. And often she has great days and tells me all about her adventures at night. But she sets that intention in the morning. My daughter is an insane, powerful manifester. She can just say, I would like to have this or that. And she actually gets it pretty fast. There was this one time, quite recently actually, when she saw a cartoon where one character had like a flat tire. And then he got another car And it was probably on her mind. And suddenly when I was driving her to school, she was asking me like, Mom, why don't we ever get a flat tire? I also want to have another car. And I said, well, luckily we don't have a flat tire because we have a nice car and then we don't have to go to the garage and we can just drive our car. And around one week later, as I was driving home, there were these big blocks of wood that had fallen off a truck on the road I was driving on. And I tried to avoid them, but they were just everywhere. And I hit one of those blocks a few meters in and I had a flat tire. And that day was also like one of those days where I was really rushing to get like 117 things done. And I knew I had to slow down because I was also struggling with headaches that day. I had my period, but my big head just kept going. And then everything harmoniously came together. I hit that wooden block, got a flat tire, and I was sitting in my car for over half an hour, no more, an hour and a half, waiting for a tow car to pick me up. And then because of that, I had to take it slow. So I was sitting in my car listening to meditation music. And so I got what I needed, which was slowing down and meditate. And my daughter also got what she wanted because we got a flat tire. And also, we got a nice replacement car. And we luckily have this service from Mercedes where they actually give you one of the modern rental cars when you have your car in the garage. That has all these latest features, which my daughter was super fascinated and excited about. But I was just baffled how fast she can manifest. She just said it like two weeks earlier or maybe one week earlier. I don't remember exactly. And it was it was insane. And then my husband was the one that said, like, I think she manifested this because she said that in the car recently because he was with me in the car when she was asking me that. And I was like, yeah, oh, my God. And then that's when I realized, like, ah, she manifested this. And I also, like, all the things came together aligned. It wasn't like on a day where I felt good that I had a flat tire. No, it was on a day where I felt like really drowned and I had to take it slow and I was rushing. And what I needed was calmness. And so the universe provided me that. And it killed two birds with one stone. I got my peace and my rest because I had to slow down and my daughter got the new car. And another example was her list for Santa Claus. 
During the holiday season, I usually give her like a catalog from the toy store that has all these pictures of the toys that they are selling in that store. And then she just cuts out whatever she would like to have and stick it onto a piece of paper. It's kind of like a vision board. And last Christmas, she got every single thing from that list. Our house was filled with these little toys from Sylvanian families, which are like these little bunny family-like toys that there's like a whole collection of. She got most of the toys from my family because I've sent them a picture of her vision board so they kind of had an idea of what to gift her during the holidays. But I did not expect that they would just buy everything from her list. And that just goes to show like kids are actually powerful manifestors because they are naturally imaginative and creative. And they often have this strong sense of desires for what they want. And by focusing their thoughts and feelings on what they want, they can begin to manifest things in their lives, even from like a really young age. So manifestation is not just for adults. And when my daughter wants something, she usually just really focuses in on it. And I have already suggested that she can manifest anything she wants just by using her imagination. And since she's so little, she's very open to suggestion because she's still in that subconscious mind that is very open. So she's really open to that suggestion of mind material creation. But it's also important to know that children's ability to manifest is not always guaranteed, just like the one for adults. And it may be influenced by factors such as environment, their upbringing, and the level of belief of their own power to manifest. Children that grow up in a lack environment, for example, and hear a lot of limiting beliefs in the first years of their lives, have a bigger challenge in manifesting certain desires. They're still manifesting. Every one of us is manifesting 24-7. But I, I mean like the positive manifestations, like manifesting more of the good things in your life. It depends on the environment that they grow up in and some of them they haven't been informed about the possibility of manifestation and so they have really limiting beliefs from the very early age and then it just grows into adulthood. When you get into manifestation you'll see that most of our manifestations come into our life once we overcome a certain limiting belief. A belief that you picked up somewhere during your childhood. And when I became a parent, I started to remember a lot of things that happened in my childhood. And a lot of childhood wounds that I had to unravel. And that is why my daughter has been my biggest spiritual teacher. Because her behavior triggered certain parts of me that came out as my mom or my dad. And it was a chance for me to recognize what I needed to heal. For example, not so long ago, I was cooking in the kitchen and my daughter was upstairs playing with her toys in the bedroom. And I know she's playing because the doors are open and I can always hear her voice as she's playing play pretend with her toys. But then all of a sudden, it was like really quiet, like quiet, quiet. And every mom knows <laughs> when things get too quiet, something's up. So I dropped everything in the kitchen and I went upstairs to check what was going on because I had a sense she was up to something. And I checked her room, but she wasn't there. And then I heard some noise coming out of the bathroom. And as I opened the bathroom, I entered my worst nightmare. She was playing with my makeup by the sink and there was eyeshadow 
everywhere and lipstick all over her face. My makeup bag was just ruined. <laughs> but that wasn't the worst of it. As I turned my head, I saw she had opened a dresser that had all the bottles of nail polish in it. And she had just opened them all, painted her nails, including the dresser. And when I saw that, I got an immediate flashback to the moment where I was about six years old where I had also sneaked into the bathroom and tried to polish my nails. I had then accidentally dropped the bottle with nail polish and it was all over the bathroom floor. And I kind of panicked and I went to my bedroom acting like nothing happened and my mom would just clean it up. The only bad luck I had was that I was home alone with my dad that night because my mom was out and I don't remember where. And I mentioned this before, my dad was quite aggressive to me as a child whenever we did things that weren't his way. And as he entered the bathroom, when I made the big mess, he probably saw all the nail polish on the floor and he was just screaming my name to come downstairs immediately. And I knew I was going to be in some serious trouble. And I, I was going downstairs and I already had like a bunch of anxiety And he immediately started shouting at me like I was a dog. I started panicking as a child because I was so scared of him and I didn't know what, what to do. And my mom also wasn't around to save me. There, In that time, there was nothing I could say or do that would get him to calm down. And so he screamed at me to just clean it up while he was watching. And I was six and I had no idea how to clean up nail polish and my dad wasn't showing me how neither. So I thought I'd just grab a towel and that got him even more furious because yeah, as an adult, you know, like when you are going to clean up some nail polish with a towel, that's a disaster because those stains, they don't come out. But as a child, you don't know that. And eventually he ran out of the little patience he had left and he just kicked me one time. I was scared to death of my dad and I was standing in my bathroom looking at my daughter and the first thing that happened was like an overflow of rage. Like my muscles got tense and there wasn't a vessel in my body that was calm and I was about to burst out with the same rage my dad had and then I got that flashback moment where I was laying on the bathroom floor crying as a six-year-old child scared to death of my dad and in that moment my higher self took over and said it's kind of hard but I'm gonna get you and in that moment my higher self took over and said this is your opportunity to heal and I did I grabbed all that rage I had inside of me and replaced it with love I saved that six-year-old girl, my six-year-old self, by treating my daughter with compassion and understanding instead of repeating a generational pattern of rage and aggression. I just took the ego out of it. The ego that was saying, this kid doesn't know how hard I work to keep this place clean. Or this kid is pushing my buttons on purpose. 
I have so many things to do and now I got to clean up this mess too. Because that's not what happened. I found a child in the bathroom. The bathroom was a mess. But I found a child that was curious. And that was living in the moment. Discovering makeup and that was fascinated by the bright colors of nail polish. And she just wanted to paint her nails. Her intention was definitely not to piss me off. And so then I was thinking, what is my best possible reaction in this moment and then somehow very counterintuitive something came through I went in and I told her calm and collected wow you look so different with all that makeup on your face I almost didn't recognize you and which colors did you put on your nails and then I told her that if she wanted makeup she just needs to ask me So we can do it together and we can keep the makeup jars nice and clean. So we can practice as well with the nail polish. And then I told her, let's just clean this up together for now. And if she'd like to come downstairs, she can help me in the kitchen because I was cooking at that time. And I could still feel some rage inside of me, but I let love take over. And I'm not going to lie, it was hard for me to go against my first instinct But it became a beautiful healing moment for me, as well as a constructive blueprint for her. And this situation was an example of conscious parenting. There's this great book from Dr. Shivali Tsabari, I think I'm pronouncing that right. And it's called The Conscious Parents, which really helped me in understanding that our task as parent is actually not to control our kids or mold them into something that we couldn't accomplish ourselves, but to first connect with ourselves and heal our own wounds and then connect with our children instead of trying to dominate them. Conscious parenting is all about stopping to project our fears onto our children. The fears of them not being accomplished, not having success, not having stability or safety, all those fears that we have for ourselves that we often project on our children. And this is often a spicy conversation to have with other parents because you have to take the ego out of it. And the ego is one of the most fear-based things you can have. In the previous episode, I talked about the difference of the ego and your higher self if you want to have more information on that. And I've seen for myself, the more I am in touch with my higher self, the more I'm guided in the direction of parenting that my daughter needs, rather than this picture perfect of how society paints parenting, which is the kids need to listen all the time, they need to obey the parent, and they need to behave and be quiet in public places. Otherwise, bad things will happen if they don't obey. And don't get me wrong, conscious parenting is not about the kids doing whatever they want, eating candy all day, watching countless hours of TV and scream in the grocery store and throw everything around without having any consequences. It's just more about having a spiritual connection with yourself as well as your child and allowing for them to be themselves and giving them room to discover the world of their own personality. Because oftentimes we want to be such a good parent and then we just do it by shaping our child into something that we want it to be. But that's not really what the child needs. And I believe that if my parents had the knowledge about conscious parenting and healed their own childhood wounds before 
they parented me, they wouldn't have repeated them and I would have discovered myself a lot quicker. But I'm also grateful to have the experience of the opposite side because it gave me so much room for growth within myself. The impact from my healing and finding connection with my higher self is so much bigger because of the contrast I got to experience. And I'm grateful for my daughter because she is a vessel that reveals to me where I need healing and where I can make changes. And so if you're listening and you're like, wow, I never thought that I could parent like this. And maybe you were parenting in the old-fashioned dominant way. Don't feel bad. You are still a great parent because the love that we have for our children is infinite. But I just, I just want to share this parenting style, which a lot of people won't agree with or don't even know about, in order to show you there's a different, maybe more aligned way of parenting. So if you're listening to the, this podcast, I'm guessing you're spiritually open-minded and this approach might add value to you to know that yes, we are parents to our children and we need to guide them, but we also need to let our kids guide us as well because they are a mirror to us. Every behavior that they have, they got it from somewhere and it's often coming from us as the parent, especially in the early ages. And then as they grow older, there are other people that play a role in their behavior, like the friends or the people that they hang out with. But I notice a lot when my daughter says certain things, it's often coming from something that I once said at some point, like when she notices I'm a bit stressed out or maybe raise my voice, she would tell me, mommy, don't forget to bring it in and out. <laughs> and I'm definitely not the perfect parent. I do raise my voice sometimes. It's like an ongoing process, the healing of the, the shouting that I saw in my childhood. But I also have already broken so many generational patterns that I can be proud of, of not doing with my daughter, which has harmed me as a child. And so wouldn't it be great if you can show up as a healed parent, guiding them on the way to stay in touch with their higher self and just give them that freedom to express who they really are rather than wanting to shape them in a way that we find is right for them and just letting them explore the world without judgment. And this starts by bringing awareness to yourself first and being open to learn from your kids. Putting the ego aside. Because often we see our kids as these little helpless beings that don't know anything and we need to show them how life is done. Because you think you have all the experience and you know more. While they are actually the ones that can teach us so much. And when you work together as a team, rather than putting yourself above your child, it not only helps us connect us more with our child, but also shows them that they are not more or less than the parent. And allowing them to see that they add value to our lives just by being who they are, whether we like or agree with their personality or not, knowing they are worthy. And they don't need to accomplish anything for your sake. But they can accomplish whatever they want and you will be there just to support them because it's by their own choice. Because we need to respect their purpose here on earth. And children are the most innate, pure human beings that are more in touch with their own nature. Until we as parents and peers start to throw up our experiences 
perspectives and limiting beliefs all over them until they eventually agree with us and actually become us. And I know this might be all controversial. I, for one, was really faced with my own demons of the past once I decided that I wanted to break some patterns. Um, but you always have a choice to do things differently. And it all starts with you. Often when I have issues with my daughter where it's just where she's just not listening or acting out or yeah, it's just not flowing. It's often not because of her, but it's how I react to her instead of responding. And when that happens, I need to become aware and look back at the situation and just get real with myself and ask myself, what am I doing that is causing her to react in this way? And oftentimes it's because I'm on the phone, just not giving her my devoted attention, trying to do two things at the same time. And as an adult, you also get frustrated when you want to talk to someone and they just ignore you and find their phone like kind of more interesting, but they're like listening to you on the side. Well, kids, they have the same thing, but they're just more expressive about it. And as I mentioned before, this stings the ego because the ego wants to be right. The ego is all about, I'm a great parent. I know what's best for my child. I know I'm right and my child is wrong. I work my butt off and I do so much for them. They should be grateful for me. Or that's just the way I grew up and I turned out just fine. And although these things might be valid and they're often true, if you don't look behind the curtain of what's really going on sometimes, you miss out on so many opportunities to learn and to heal and to become not only a more constructive parent, but also a better version of yourself. Parenting is challenging sometimes, I can assure you that. But there's so much beauty in this stage of our lives and you can take so much of your power back when you just take a step back and pause. Just become aware, observe and ask yourself, what can I learn from this situation? Instead of just mindlessly dealing with it, the way our parents dealt with it, whatever that might have looked like. It's asking yourself, how can I show up better for myself and in turn for my child as well? So that is it for today. And thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode was helpful for you or gave you any aha moment, I would love it if you take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at mindbabe.co. And if you haven't yet already, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so I continue to inspire you and manifest a life wilder than your wildest dreams. Thank you so much for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.